This is How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Go to facebook.com slash weekendpodcast for updates or go to briankilby.com. I can make it work. This will work just fine. And we're recording, Wendy. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. It's been a long time. <laughs> hey, Brian, how was your weekend? Uh, it, uh, yeah. I just, <laughs> you know, when you have kids, it's kind of like you don't have a weekend anymore, Wendy. <laughs> or you forget how long it's been since you've last connected with a friend. And yes, we've connected, but we just figured out it was August since the last time we recorded. Yeah, like I saw you in person, like. Well, sometime October, last November, year. yeah. Yeah, and I we think. keep in touch with chat or text, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we haven't recorded one of these in a while. We haven't, and we have chatted, but um, not like on what's really going on in life since last August, other than a little bit here and there. You know, so. and I know your work schedule is crazy and all that, so. <laughs> it is, so, but you know what? This The goal of 2020 is to get get so that the craziness doesn't overtake doing fun stuff like this so yeah if i feel if i act like my attention split and i shouldn't do that but like <laughs> i just bought a big stack of cards today and i'm just, just haven't had a chance to with all the kids stuff going on i haven't had a chance to touch him so i trust i trust your multitasking so when we did chat last time one of the new things was baseball cards yeah i'm trying to and get out of that kilby just showed me on the camera that he has a whole new bundle of baseball cards to open. Now, the dice he was opening it with was rather scary, and I There's asked him if the young children <laughs> Like, you know, I... So, uh, I don't want to psychoanalyze myself, <laughs> which I actually I do want to psychoanalyze myself. I, I, I do it so often. But, like, you know, I collect things, and sometimes I collect things that don't make sense, and one thing I have a collection of is, like, pocket knives, and wouldn't, you wouldn't I think have- that would be something that I would have a collection of, but I do. I have no. A lot of people have. Pot, that's normal where I come from. Well, I it's normal. So, for, it's, that, but that's a normal pursuit, <laughs> Wendy. That's why it would be unexpected for me to have true, a collection of pocket true. knives. Okay, I'm following it now. Okay, sorry. Yes, that's not normal. <laughs> it's funny. So pocket knives. I uh, can't remember where I was at on some of my travels recently, and then even at work. The other day, I was like, if I was in my old life growing up or even just remotely back in my element, I was like, having a pocket knife on me would be like a daily thing because it was required when you were busy outside doing things and somebody at work needed something like a screw was loose on their glasses or a piece of their jewelry broke or something. And I was like, if I had my pocket knife, I could fix it for you. And my whole team just started laughing at me. And I said, what? Like, I can fix stuff. And they're like, no, it's just, I, they're like, you sit here and then this stuff comes out of your mouth and we go, who are you? Like, every day you say something that makes us go, wait, what? It's weird. I mean, like, I I would sometimes bring my pocket knife to work when we work together. I always felt weird about it because technically you're not supposed to have that stuff. But you know, like every other guy had a pocket knife on him. Oh, for real. And I always had one in my purse. Like, I've stopped putting them in my purse because... Is I'll take the bag out when I travel and throw it in my backpack, and oh, yeah. I'm like, I had, oh. I, had thrown, I had one thrown away at the airport recently. Yeah, so I, to avoid that, I now just don't even put it in there because if I'm not thinking, I'm gonna lose. I have two, one that my dad gave me, and another one, and I'm like, I don't want those taken away. So I was like, nope. So now I just don't have it on me, but I do have my little craftsman tool thing in the in my truck, like a Leatherman. 
Yeah, Leatherman little tool. And so I took it in. I don't know why I threw it in my bag one day. And something else broke at one of the desks. And the facilities guys couldn't come for like an hour. And I was like, okay, let me look at it. So I was looking at it. I was like, oh, it just fell off the track. Blah, 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 blah. They're like, what? And I'm like uh, in my like dress clothes for work underneath the desk jacking around. I was like, oh, wait, I think I have my Leatherman in my purse. Because I had thrown it in there for some other reason. And just didn't take it out and put it back in my glove box. And all, all the people around are just looking at me and they're like, why don't you just wait for facilities? I was like, cause they're not going to be an hour and it's not that hard. So I just opened it up and like, you know, kind of jarred the thing back into track. It was a, one of those desks that go up and down yeah. in the hydraulics. Well, it just fall off track. So I was like, I can just pop it back into the track. It'll be fine. And they just all were like, this is what is happening. And I was like, we, I was like, this is normal. If I had my other toolkit, I wouldn't use my leather. <laughs> they were just like, laughing at me so i'm all about a pocket knife but yeah you can't really take them anywhere anymore without somebody wanting to take them so i mean i i don't have a problem with that at work anymore but you know yeah we definitely was something in our well had something i don't know that anybody would take it for me at work and would know now but if somebody wanted to be a jerk they could be like hey i know she has a pocket knife well you know actually i was making a joke about working from home but when i'm actually in the office it's like yeah. nobody's going to give a crap if i had a pocket knife exactly <laughs> I could probably, I don't know, I, could, I was going to say I could probably come with fireworks and, you know, an American flag and tow and leaving it and people, they'd probably be okay with it. You do have an American flag. I see it up there in the top of its shelf. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. For my, uh, for my dad and from uh, yeah. his funeral. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So what's been going on since August, man? Oh, crap, Wendy. I don't know. Um, what has been going on? Like- you got it. You had it. You had the new baby join the family in July. Oh yeah, yeah. So um yeah, she's amazing. I don't just say that because believe me, I'm I'm not one to uh brag on your kids for the sake of being a parent who brags on their kids. <laughs> you know, like she has the best temperament of like a baby that I've ever seen. She only cries when she's hungry. Mm-hmm. Literally. And you know that's that it. that's and she sleeps throughout the night. Oh, well, see that's like the number one dream of every parent. Yeah, like she will wake up at 5 a.m., which, you know, it's about the time Kim gets up anyway, and she wants yeah. to be fed. That's yeah. it. Um, nice. It's a double-edged sword, though, like things always are. Mm-hmm. B- because at daycare, if she's the least bit fussy, they think something's mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like she's no more fussy than any of the other kids here right now. She's less so. But yeah. because she is, like, always, you know, like even at daycare, they said she is the best baby they've ever had as far as her temperament goes. Aww. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's I'm not exaggerating. It's 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 weird. That's awesome. Well, hopefully she stays that way. Yeah, she's what is it? Creepy calm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like unbothered by anything. I think didn't some who was it described me that way. Somebody described me that way. Maybe I, it was Stacy. Probably but, somebody at our work because I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, but she's creepy calm. Aww. Yeah, that's cool. How do the other girls like being big sisters? They love it. Um, I, I don't know. The, the three-year-old loves looking at her and playing with her and loves the concept of her, but she hasn't really learned how to play with her. Yeah. And the eight-year-old is effectively a three-year-old in that respect as well. So I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're kind of like, I, I, I want to think that she's a baby doll, but at the same time, I can't do anything much with her yet. Yeah, Like in some ways, and I don't mean this in a bad way and I, I really don't, but um, the, in, a, in a lot of ways, the eight-year-old is stunted 
developmentally. Yeah. I mean, not like yeah. not like socially. Uh, socially, she is stunted. Yeah. Like when it comes yeah. to when it comes to things like her academics and stuff, she's actually well, she was when she was originally taken from the home, but she excels now. But like mm-hmm. when it comes to just you know normal human interaction, even for an eight year old, she is awkward. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's gonna she's gonna go through that based on what they've been through. But I will say, when I was there visiting in the fall, and I had dinner with you and Kim and the girls, like they were such cute, good, well behaved little girls. I mean, the three year old was feisty, but she was a three year old, and it wasn't that she was a bad like bad in any way. She's just active. And then the eight year old, we sat there and chatted and she was just as kind and polite as she could be. She I is. mean, you guys have done an amazing job with those girls. Yeah. The uh, three year old. So like, oh God, I don't, again, not bragging, but uh, <laughs> she is, um, she's the youngest kid in her class or she was, uh-huh. and she's the smallest kid in her class, but she has the biggest vocabulary uh-huh. and she is also the leader of the class. Oh, she is. She is a little sassy pants, boss around, get stuff done, little like, girl. Like, yeah, for to, sure. Like, in a good way. Like, I don't mean that in a negative way. I try way. to project I think out. Sassy's like, good. Yeah, I try to project, as long as it's respectful. <laughs> exactly. I try to project out, like, where I think the kids will be based on their current de- developmental path. Yeah. And, like, with her, you know, like, whenever people think of, like, truly successful people, oftentimes, you know, they, they want to think of the brainiacs. Not that she's not, like, again, she's yeah. got a, you know, great vocabulary and she's, she's super smart. But like the most successful people are the ones with like leadership skills. Yeah. People that are able to take charge and. And people follow them because they trust yeah. them or just they have a plan or whatever. And it might be. like I could see her being like a little, you know, uh, CEO or she could even be like if she wanted to like a little Indiana Jones. She Like the whole world is open to her. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think when I when we were with them, the older the older uh, girl is more reserved but you could tell she is watchful of her like still older sister and protective of she her wants, little she sister. wants she wants to boss them around yeah <laughs> she wants she wants to be their boss but you yeah. know she doesn't have the the three-year-old bosses her around because the three-year-old has the stronger personality and she doesn't have anybody to boss so that's what she really wants I think the three-year-old has just does not care who you are or how old you are oh, no she doesn't like she's just got a mind of her own yeah. <laughs> So you've been how long now, Brian? Have you been a parent? Uh, nineteen months. Oh, is that? I was thinking it was longer than that. Nope. It seems like it seems like it's been like two oh, years or more. Wendy, and yesterday, I like you know the eight year old just melted my heart. Some, she doesn't do it as often because you know it. Babies and little kids tend to be the ones who do do the really cute stuff, but yeah. the eight year old was amazing. Um, I forgot we were talking about actually how long she's been here. Uh, uh-huh. And how sometimes she hasn't noticed something. I my um, my nuclear clock or whatever it is in, in the bathroom um, mm-hmm. has been off for like a year, and I'm like, it's been it's been it's been wrong for like a year, and you're just now noticing it. <laughs> and I'm like, for a second, I was going to say it's been like that since you've been here, and she was like, no, I've like I've had you longer than a year. She said just the. Aww. I've had you. It's just yeah. like, oh my god, that's sweet. I, that means you, it means it means a lot to her. Like she's she's recognized yeah. as pick, opposed to when I just other picked her like, up, whatever, and hugged yeah. her and squeezed yeah. her, <laughs> and until it was uncomfortable for her, and then I just kept going for a couple more seconds. It was so sweet. 
That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I know it's been a challenge, but the good and the bad and the ugly, right, man? Yeah. So uh, which Beach Boy song are you working from like this week? Oh, I am not working from one. Like Jamaica, Aruba. Yeah. No, Bermuda, I'm not. I, I, I won't be. Uh, I won't be in the Bahamas till May unless something oh, changes. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, I will be. I will probably have to make a trip to Canada by the end of the month or first part of March because we're hiring a new person there. Which so since we last talked, I've been able. I've went to Toronto, back to Mexico City, and then to Brazil for the first time in Sao Paulo. Um, so yeah, from October until the second week in December, I was like on a plane every other week. Um, so it was busy, but yeah, I'll be in. Right now, I have to go back down for a meeting, and I need to do it before June. So we'll probably go in May to the Bahamas. And I haven't been there since March of last year, I think, March or April of last year. So it, I'm excited to go back. I really like the people in the office there. And um, I have missed going and seeing them as frequently as I did. But I don't miss having to go as frequently as I did. So, And then other than that... We've got a lot going on this year at work. So I don't know, depending on a couple of the projects we've got going on, maybe I may have to go um, because we've got some implementation stuff going on, maybe Argentina, um, which would be really cool. But I don't know. That's a that's a big if. So um, Panama, maybe. But I I don't know if I have Uh, to choose between the two. I'm going to go to Argentina. (laughs) I don't know. Panama, I prefer that as a song. Exactly. <laughs> it's just very interesting. So it's it's been, it was great to travel, big places I haven't been, see cultures I haven't seen. Um, and really, you know, the world is not as it's a huge place, but people are people no matter where they live. But it was um, so I loved Toronto because it's just a beautiful city and they have some amazing architecture. Uh, the one thing I didn't get to do there was go up into the CNN Tower, which is kind of like the Space Needle on steroids. Um, so I wanted to do that when I go back. Uh, the hockey uh, hockey um, center was right down the um, street from my hotel. So I could open up the window of my hotel and just watch the game on the massive jumbotron outside of the arena. Um, cause I, I didn't have time to get tickets and then the, the food was great, but the, the architecture is just amazing. And it's so friendly. Like I describe it as a new, like a cleaner, newer New York city. Um, it's busy. There's lots of people, lots of culture, tons to do busy streets. People walk everywhere, you know, grand central station, all that kind of stuff, but it's just wider streets and cleaner and, uh, and just a little bit newer, but it's a really cool city. And then Mexico City I had been to before, and it was funny because last time I was there, um, I had an employee who picked me up and dropped me off every day at the hotel and, like, took me to dinner and around the city and stuff just because, you know, safety. But this time around certain evenings, I was like, hey, can I just walk back to the hotel? It's only, like, 20 minutes. And so the team there, one of them would pick me up in the morning because it was always dark. But they are like, sure, go ahead and walk if you want. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll be incognito. They're like, okay. They're like, no, if you're going to walk, though, walk at, like, walk 
before the sun goes down. So I'd always time it. So I had like 30 or 40 minutes before the sun would go down in the evenings. So I wasn't walking in the dark and I didn't feel unsafe, but it was just because of where my hotel was. I was safe and I could walk by. It's mostly the financial district and everything else. And you're, you know, you, when you're walking around in Mexico city, it's not unusual to see policemen with military grade weapons and all that kind of stuff. And so I was like, well, <laughs> if something happens, I'll be fine. Um, and if not, I won't, and I'll just call myself stupid, but it was nice. Cause I got to walk a little bit more around Mexico city and just experience it on foot than I had before. But, um, I had a um, call with one of my, uh, colleagues in the Bahamas and he's, he's fr- uh, French Swissman. He's so funny. He's hilarious. And I said, Hey, I was like, I'm in Mexico. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, be really careful. Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I said, Oh yeah, I walk home. It's okay. He was like, what? <laughs> I, said, I walk home from, from the office when it's okay. He's like, windy. That's not, I, and there was a guy, another couple guys from Switzerland in the meeting. It was some other big meeting we were having. And he goes, that's not smart. And I said, Bernard, you know, I blend right in. It's not that big of a deal. And he just started laughing. And so apparently the other people on the line were like, not getting the joke of it. And he goes, okay, Wendy, Wendy might blend in in Switzerland, but he's like, she has like the whitest hair and bluest eyes. She, there's no way she fits in. I don't care how many expats are around Mexico city. And they're like, oh, but he was like, oh, I got a lecture. It's not funny. Well, I was down there about the time that they were um, kidnapping Americans and all that craziness was going on in October. I think it was like mid to late October. Um, and I watch the news and be mindful, but I don't watch too much of it while I'm in the countries because I don't want it to just like overshadow my visit and confine me to my hotel room. And I'm always smart about what I'm doing, but I was like, okay, great. This is happening. And yeah, I probably shouldn't be walking, but oh, well, there's people with machine guns around. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You're very safe. <laughs> and then Brazil, Brazil was awesome. Um, the people are so like warm and loving and energetic and the food. Oh my God. It was so good. The food was so good. There's like, I don't care. I think they're called, uh, cochinas oh my god these things are like this potato bread with like shredded chicken and queso like baked inside of them i don't know whatever i would weigh seven thousand pounds if i lived there because i'd eat them every day but it was good it was a good visit the city where our offices is very beautiful and safe but it's like a very small area that's safe so you could really feel the difference of you know that part of it um but then I was riding home um, or riding to the airport and I, my, my flight, it was like at nine o'clock at night. Cause it's a 10 from Dallas. It's a 10 hour flight. And uh, <laughs> I was, was there like, you have to leave to get the, and mind you, the airport's like typically only 45 minutes away or something. It's not that far, but because of the traffic and everything, cause the population's like insane there. And they're like, you need to leave the office by four o'clock, especially because they're going to say it's going to rain. I'm like, my flight doesn't leave for almost six hours later. They're like, no, believe me. It took us three and a half hours to go 45, what would typically be a 45 minute drive because the traffic was that insane. Uh-huh. God. It had, no- had nothing on 77, man. And then the best, the highlight of my trip, and I'm done. I saw one of the 
uh, you see him on like National Geographic and you see him in the zoo when we were driving down like the main highway there and they have like uh, this big river that runs through the city and um, out of nowhere I happened to look over at the um, riverbank or whatever and I was like there's one of those uh, capybara they're like yeah he was just like chilling on the riverbank side chewing on the grass by the road I was like (gasps) I was I was like I couldn't get my phone out quick enough to take a picture. Oh, <laughs> can people keep those as pets? No. You sure? They say they're when well my um my team members from Brazil that work in the office said that they're they're pretty just they're like a big fat rat so nobody wants to keep them in the house or and you have them as a pet. <laughs> people might they said but no they're supposed to be a wild animal. So I was like that was one of my highlights was I saw one in real life. They're like, oh, yeah, they're everywhere. I was like, oh, but that's, like, cool for me. (laughs) So it was good, but I can't remember. I did the math, but by the time I got to Iowa for Christmas, I I can't remember how many flight miles I had put on in, like, a six- or seven-week period. (laughs) So I was ready to not be on a plane for a little bit. Yeah, some people keep them as pets in the U.S. anyway. Oh, well, yeah, I could see us We're dumb. We're dumb. (laughs) Well, they don't look very threatening, but they're not little. I mean, they're like the size of a little pig. Yeah. It's like, I was like, whew, they're bigger than I thought they are were. Are they the largest rodent in the world, I think? I think they are. I think they are. It's the largest living rodent in the world, yeah. Yeah. So, but I just saw the one, but he is just literally just mowing down on some grass there by the riverbank on the highway, by the highway. I was like, dude, go back down to the water. <laughs> Don't come out in this crazy traffic. But yeah, that's where I've been. All over God's green earth. So we have squirrels in the attic. That's the closest thing that I've got to that right now. (laughs) Well, they have a more fun, I guess, tail. It's annoying, though. (laughs) How are you going to get rid of them, Kilby? Well, we called a guy to come take care of it. Yeah. They want to add all this extra work to it that we just don't need. So we're trying oh, like to figure out preventing to... them from getting back in the attic. No, we want that. So we want <laughs> okay. them out and yeah. we want to uh, keep it so they can't get back. But they also want to go in and inspect everything and refluff all the insulation and fix any damage. But there's like no damage. They've already looked at it. And they said they actually told me I didn't have anything up there until I told them I was sure that I did. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's it's just been my my. Uh, burden to bear for the last uh, couple weeks. It's just been driving me crazy. Well, because they're most active at night, probably when you want to sleep during the day when I when when I'm working. Oh, really? Yeah. I figured that when it's quiet, they're like, okay, we'll just chill. No, I think I think they're active during the day and they sleep at night. So, okay. I didn't know. Being in your being in your attic, they would decide to screw with you when you wanted to sleep. Not that you sleep that much. Yeah, or I think they I think they come in. Uh, during the day, in the morning, like when they're out having fun and they just decide to have fun in my house. Oh, they're like, okay, hide and seek in Kilby's, at, uh, in at Kilby's yeah. attic today. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> that's been the most exciting thing that's happened to me, Wendy. Uh, well, I can't say that I've had too much. Like, before I knew it, Christmas was over. I was back in Nashville and all the normal stuff started. Didn't feel like the the year changed, but dude, it's a new decade. No, it's not. Like, it yes, depends. It on, no, it's not. 
Oh, okay. How is it not a new decade? New decade I mean, starts with the ones. Decade ends on the zeros. Oh, okay. <laughs> but most people consider it the new decade, so it's a new decade, Wendy. <laughs> okay, thanks, Kilbs. Just throw me a bone, okay? <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer that the decade starts on the one, but, you know. Okay, so next year will be a new decade. Yeah, it's a new decade now if you want to consider it a new decade. Well, I mean, I feel like if we go by your theory, I have time to catch up on the things I didn't get done before this decade. So I'm I'm going to use your rule. Yeah. That, gives, that buys me some months to get get caught up and ready for the new decade. Yeah. I like this theory. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Thanks, Kilbs. You just made me feel better about this year already. <laughs> of course, the, I guess the, the most logical uh, defense or argument against the, the decade starting on the one is, yeah, even though we would have started with year one and not year zero – uh, just, just don't count it. Just, just start the decade on the zero. You know, I think that's probably the most, you know, just use common sense and start it on the zero. That's like the round it. number. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. So we won't talk about the new decade till next year. How about that? Yeah. What does it mean anyway? As long as we're in it, it doesn't really mean anything. I think decades really only mean something once you can actually define something by them. Yeah. Well, that's what we need to define. So, so we need to make this. De- this coming decade definable how about that yeah that'll be our goal for the year leading into the new decade is to make something make plans to make in- the a very definable decade when I'd it be starts happy if it's just survivable if it's a boring decade <laughs> that would be the best <laughs> boring come on we're getting too old for boring no i want boring <laughs> Well, you're a father now, so I don't think it's going to be, like, boring for another 18 years, basically. Mm. <laughs> mm. Hey, you have your baseball collection. So what are your most recent wonderful finds in the new year? Uh, you know, like when it comes – well, so, like, the, the new cards literally just – I got my first pack off them a couple days ago. They don't start at the beginning. I, I think the, the 2020 Tops cards came out uh two days ago three days ago okay something like that i've only bought a few packs and i really don't like the design and i'm hoping that i uh i really just don't want to blow the money on them this year like i did last year they're not as impressive well so a couple yeah and a couple a couple things one it's just it's just gambling that's all it is it's just feeding (laughs) my you know i want to pull something really awesome so i literally just sort through oh nothing awesome but you know throw all these aside uh, like my baseball card collection fits in a shoebox. But so, but then isn't it that you might get some cards that you don't know yet? Like that person may end up being something. And yeah. what happens with those that you test t- t- toss aside and then be like, oh, I had one of those. I don't know where it's at. Well, no, like uh, rookie cards. I, my, my system is basically this. I, I look for uh, quote unquote hits. God, it is just gambling. It's all it is. Um, <laughs> and I look for like, you know, like a card that is rare. Like last year I pulled a Chipper Jones autograph card that was – okay, so what they I started, remember you saying that. Yeah, what they started doing is um, they will number cards. Like they'll say this card's a 1 of 10, 2 of 10, 3 of 10. This card's a 1 of oh. 100. Card's a 1 of 1,000, you know, to create this artificial scarcity. Uh, but like the Chipper Jones is a 1 of 1, so it's the only – one of that card design with that autograph on it that exists. So that's like probably the best card I pulled last year. 
Uh, but so like I, 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 I sort out all the hits and like rookie cards, they go in a box and everything else I donate to a, a charity called commons for kids. Basically, uh, they take baseball cards, comic books and stuff, and they give it to kids that, uh, are like in hospitals or children's homes and stuff like that. So, Oh, that's cool. Like my baseball card collection is like under, I'd say it's under a thousand cards. But I probably donated something like thirty or forty thousand cards last year. So mm-hmm. some kid, if he holds on to it, one day may have like the ultimate. Be like, this dude just threw this card away. Yeah, it's probably closer <laughs> to twenty thousand cards that I donated last year. Doing the math, thinking that about the number of boxes. But holy you know, mackerel! Yeah, that's nice though. I think that's great that you do that. Yeah, I don't do anything right like that. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've like tried to become like um, God, Wendy. I'm, I'm not a minimalist. You've been in here. You've been. It's, <laughs> it's no better. But one thing I've done is uh, actually, I, in, in a way. So instead of like, so I hate I hate selling stuff. I hate it. Oh, I hate yeah. it so much. So I tend to give away stuff that I don't want unless it's, it's so valuable or I it's so I would be stupid not to sell it. I got a, I got a stack of. Uh, toys boxed up upstairs that need to go on eBay because, um, it, but if something is not worth it to me to go through the effort to put it on eBay, yeah, uh, like I usually put that dollar figure like at thirty to thirty to forty dollars. If it's like not more, if it's not like more than forty dollars, I normally just give it away. Yeah. Um. So I've been like either donating stuff like that to Commons for Kids, or if it's like a toy. Uh-huh. Uh, lately what I've been doing is I've been throwing it up on Twitter and say, Hey, if anybody wants this, retweet it. And I just give it to whoever gets randomly selected and, you know, whatever to, and oh. it's it, to increase follower count. So, okay. So let's talk about like, have they been like things that I, when I think of Brian Kilby, I'd be like, Oh my God, I can't believe he gave that away. Like transformer thing. It's been, yeah. No, it's, yeah, Transformer stuff. It's almost entirely all Transformer stuff. Okay. Um, I do not have a very uh, curated collection. It's just my whole collection in general is just stuff that I want. It just that you, I, yeah, that you want and you love. Versus... Yeah, so I, I'm to focus my collection. I am trying to part with things that don't meet the criteria that I've set. So uh, I have set that. Uh, I've I've isolated down to the kind of transformers that I want to collect uh, mm-hmm. that are new and coming out or ones that I don't have, and I am making an effort not to buy any more of the toys that don't fit into that the, that set of criteria. And okay. if it um, if it's something that I have and there's no sentiment that doesn't fit that criteria and there's no sentimental value to it i'm probably just going to part with it okay so right. yeah so I, right now every not every but all the toys on my shelves are boxed up they're in boxes so that i can go through a sorting process and the the sorting process is going to involve me getting rid of stuff and also we hope to move this year as well so i'm just getting you know, i was gonna ask you if that looked like something on the horizon at some point oh, we're gonna have to the house is big enough for the two of us but now that there's you know three girls yeah it's 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 not big enough so and all the girl things yeah uh they need their they need their their own rooms so face yeah, yeah. well 
that'll be fun. And I need big, I need more space for my crap. You, I was gonna say, I feel like wherever you go, like there needs to be one whole, like the whole basement or the whole section of a basement or wing that's just for your well, Brian space. Like I want Brian space, but also a lot of the stuff that I like and love can be in a shared common space. But I just want a spot for it, like. Uh, have room to do that like one thing i wanted to start collecting for years was arcade cabinets uh like full-size stand-up arcade units and i've owned a couple uh in my old house and in my apartment i had two yeah um when i moved to this house we parted with those but um so like here beside off me i have a, a unit that sits on a um bar top I know. or, or a I desk. I see this. What is this game? Because I this is the first I've seen this. Right now, it's just got a bunch of crap in it, but it's, it's primarily for uh, PC emula- or emulation. You can run any arcade game or anything on it like that. Gotcha. But uh, I have a couple... If you go to Walmart, they have these cabinets called Arcade 1-Up. It's basically... Um, it's a working arcade unit, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's made from consumer-grade parts, and it's three-quarter scale. So instead of being six six feet tall, it's four feet tall. And, okay. But it, it's otherwise, you know, it uses an LCD screen instead of a CRT. But um, so I... Japanese, I, all right. <laughs> uh, no, it uses, it uses uh, a flat screen instead of a cathode ray tube. Oh, okay. The, the concave, or con, not concave, con, the other... Convex. Convex screen. That's yeah. the word I was looking yeah. for. You could also, I, I mean, so I mean, so like some CRTs had flat screens, but uh, for the most part, it was uh, the the glass TV is a good way to think of it. Yeah, that shoots, yeah. That shoots electrons at your face. Yeah, like the old. <laughs> yeah, phosphorus. <laughs> the ones that tubes. are really helpful for really healthy for you and other words. They were they, they were fine. Those TV, <laughs> those TVs were fine. They they didn't give you cancer. Don't worry about that. The ones we grew up on. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would like to have a space for uh, the arcade games. And so I have a pro- you've never come over and watched a movie we, uh, like no. outside. But no. uh, we have no. a 14 Projection. foot. We, yeah, we have a 14 foot screen for outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the thing is, a 14 foot screen is pretty big. Uh, uh, in, yeah. In our old house, we had an eight foot screen inside. Um, I would like to have a basement space. Where I could actually just take the fourteen foot screen that I have and put it on the wall. Oh, okay. For yeah, movies, that makes sense. Uh, because I honestly, I, I want to. I would, you know, I would rather watch movies like anytime that's convenient instead of just outside. Yeah. Um. Yep, so, and have the big view. Yeah. And uh, I, I would like to have that in the arcade games and a good space to display my toys, and that would be awesome. Well, I I'm excited to hear about the hunt. That will be a topic, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully. When are you? When do you think you'll start looking? I don't know. We so we own we own this house and the one in Wilkes. I really we really need to part with the house in Wilkes before we start looking. I just want to get it gone. Well, yeah, that's just more upkeep and thing other things to occupy your time. Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, it would be nice to you know just to to have something. I don't like. Could we find something in this area? Yeah. Uh, but like the, the probably lo- want something in between maybe yeah the lot so the lots in here unless you're like talking about houses and you know half or three quarter million uh price oh, right. range or you know you're usually pretty or usually smaller um the square footage is usually uh I mean, square footage of like um the square footage of the house is usually pretty large but the square fo- it, the the 
the lot itself is usually measured in square feet instead of acres, which just, you know, hurts my heart. Yeah. I, I, I have three quarters of an acre here and that's less than I want. So it'd be nice to get, you know, a couple acres at least and, you know, like a 3,000, 4,000 square foot house. You were like, I don't know about the house size, but I'm all about, you know me, I'm yeah. all about that acreage. Yeah. Maybe this year I'll get one too. Maybe I'll buy a house this year, Kilbs. You should move back. Buy a house here. We can, we can have a <laughs> have a share goal of house purchasing in 2020 before the new decade. That would be great. We should do that. I like this idea. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to work on that. Let's, get to thinking about that. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, that's I, that's really I guess mostly what's going on. I can't think of anything else interesting that's happened. Uh like it just literally as I'm getting older Time just passes really quick. Oh yeah, for for sure. And it's, it's uh, it's it just fun. doesn't slow down. No, and then when you do try to slow down, then you're tired and you just don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, guess what I got to do now? So, talking about the new year, what's already happened in the new year is I got to go see one of my most favorite singers ever, George Strait. Yes, I did in Kansas City. It was so much fun. Wasn't he retired? Well, you know they not the good ones never like fully retire. He does his like he he did his farewell tour and then he just put throws peppers in it. He put out a new album last year, so he always throws in a couple shows and then he has his um, show that he does in December and maybe a couple in August or something in Vegas about the time they do National Final Rodeo. Um, and all that kind of stuff, but it was so fun. So I had been in San Diego and then I flew to Kansas city. And so my, my best friend since I like since third grade lives in Kansas city, just outside of Kansas city, Kansas about an hour or so. And then my mom and my brother and his family all live about two, two and a half hours North than Iowa now, but my nieces were at a pig show in Georgia so we all kind of just, and my favorite cousin um, had come from Nebraska to meet my mom and then came down with her. But like we all converged at some point in Kansas City. And my friend from third grade, like, I can't, I can't even think. We started going to George Strait when we were probably like nine or 10. And we went, we probably went to four or five shows before she moved away after eighth grade. And so her daughter, who's 13, and my nieces, who are about, you know, what the youngest was about my age when Trina and I became friends. So her, her daughter, her and her husband, and then my mom, who used to take us to the shows all the time. And then my brother was always a big George Strait fan. And my two nieces were born to George Strait songs. Like, it was just cool. Like, the whole family was there and it was the girl's first big concert. They had never been to a concert before. Um, and they're 11 and nine. And so my oldest niece was just like taking it all in. She loved it, but they had been on the road showing pigs and it was like a long drive to Georgia. So <laughs> bless her heart. My youngest niece was so tuckered out from being in the car all day. They literally got to Kansas city about an hour before the show started. And they turned around, got ready, and we left to go eat. So she was just so tuckered out. She slept through probably 85% of the concert. <laughs> and at the end, I literally 
<laughs> was like when he was doing his encore, I was like, no, this is not happening. She's waking up. So I picked her up and I started like, I was like, you got to wake up and just watch the last three or four songs. Like you, you got to be, and we were going to be leaving anyway. So I woke her up and she saw the last four songs, but I was like, your first George Strait experience, you slept. <laughs> so what's your favorite George Strait song? Um, see, that's hard. So we. Do you want to guess mine? Because I know what mine are. Oh yeah, you, go you, for it. Give my, pick my top three. Can you um, guess? The fireman. No, I don't, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, all my exes live in Texas. One of three. Okay, yeah. So that's one of mine, um, and that's the one he started his encore off with. Um, Amarillo by morning. Two of three. Okay. Um, the chair. I uh, know. Okay, the chair is chair is one of mine. Uh, let me do one more. Let me try. Like early George or recent George? I haven't. I, okay, I'll tell you this. I knew country music was dead when George Strait released uh, "Straight Out of the Box." Check yes or no. That was <laughs> oh, okay. when I said country music is dead. So like anything uh, after that does not exist to me. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Yeah, no, that was a good one, and he performed that one. But there's, I mean, I he has song. so many. He has so many stinking hits um okay if not the chair uh oceanfront property is that your other one four of three i forgot about oceanfront property okay we were bummed he did not sing that song and that was the one my niece landry wanted him to play and i crossed my heart oh that's a good one okay good job mine are i the chair i love the chair uh i would have to i almost need to go like in decades with his music with my favorite but definitely i've always loved the chair Always love Baby Blue, um, and You're clearly much more of a George Street fan than I am. <laughs> he's not. He is not one of my. He, he is not one of my tops. Uh, but I do. Uh, I do appreciate his talent. Yeah, and then um, all my exes live in Texas. I like that. Such a great too. song. It's a great country song. It is. He's just and he is. He's just a good like. It was so cool to see. It was packed, and then when I bought the tickets, I bought them like last July for a january you know show it was so packed and they sold out so quick they added an additional date to kansas city um but it was it was pretty cool it was it was pretty cool for all of us to go and hang out and just do what we used to do a long time ago so it was a lot of fun so i was like yay i gotta see him again and i gotta be there with my best friend from growing up because we did we were she was like, we got to figure out. And she has this machine, those little cricket machines or whatever they call it, um, that you can make prints out of and all that and apply them to shirts or yeah. mugs or whatever. And uh, she said, we need to pick out our favorite George Strait shirt from, you know, when we were going and growing up and we were growing up. And I was like, oh, my God, she still has hers and she can fit in them. Me, not so much. Uh, <laughs> But I was like, oh my God, there were so many. I don't even I don't even know. But I made sure I got a George Strait sweatshirt. So had to add that into my little collection. But it was a great concert. That's His awesome. opening act was not that great, but they're just they're Texas swing like asleep at the wheel. They're just mm-hmm. old school. So that was hard because I was like, Oh, if it had been somebody a little bit more lively, my youngest niece may have stayed awake, but <laughs> so be it. <laughs> but that was fun. So all the all the times we've talked about music, I got to go see him, which I was pretty excited about. That is pretty exciting. Yeah, but I don't have any other concerts on the docket this year. I need to get on that. I need to plan for my next concerts. Yeah, see who I'm going to see. I don't have anything. Of course, I have kids, so like I don't. You know, I was like, come on, myself. (laughs) 
Kilbs like Disney on Ice or Oh God, please no. <laughs> <coughs> oh, okay. Well, it'll happen. Just wait. <laughs> We're gonna have to take him to Disney at some point. Uh, the uh, eight-year-old just decided that she wants to go to Legoland now. Oh, <gasps> there you go. That's up your alley. You'd enjoy that, right? Mm, I guess. I mean, I know Legos aren't your thing, but I at like least Le- it's- oh, I, Wendy. Okay, I, I, <laughs> Wendy. I have a basement full of Legos. <laughs> it's just the thought of all the kids and all the things running yeah. around. So they have a Lego land in Kansas city. Oh, really? And it was in the mall. Um, and so we had to go to the mall for wait, something. Wait, wait, you mean oh. Lego land or Lego store? Well, it's like, it's Lego land. It's so I don't know how it's Legoland's not like a theme park, like in Orlando. Yeah. But this is like a small version that's more of like all the interactive stuff. It's not the rides, but it has some of the same interactive oh, cool. um, features. And and they had master built, like they had a kid's master building competition going on in the mall while we were there, which was pretty incredible to watch and see the stuff. Um, but we were going to go to the Hallmark store because I didn't realize that Hallmark is based out of Kansas City. I didn't know um, that either. Oh, yeah. Like it's a pretty impressive story. Um, it's uh, my my cousin loves the Hallmark ornaments. She collects the one of the Frosty Buddies or something like one of the collections. So they have their corporate their corporate offices there attached to the mall. And then they have a little kind of welcome center or museum. And so we're like, heck, it's cold. We had time to burn. And we went into the, so we went to the mall to go to the Hallmark store, but then came across the Lego stuff. And then we went to the Hallmark Visitor Center and it tells you like the whole story. Guy from um, Nebraska moved to Kansas City and started the whole company out of shoeboxes, like out of uh, postcards out of a shoebox. Makes sense. And then it's just evolved and evolved and evolved and the family still owns it and how it's grown. And it had uh, all these old, like it had the collections um, of all the different ornaments and the Barbie 60th or whatever the heck it's going to be for Barbie. But it has all the different collective collectible stuff. And then it showed cards from when they started up till now. And it was just, it was a really interesting history. Really, really was interesting history. But the most fascinating thing for me was the bow maker. So as you push this little button and it makes a little bow, like a package for a uh, bow for your packages. And so it was, I just sat there and I kept hitting the bow because <laughs> then it would give you the bow at the end. Not that I was collecting bows, but it was just cool to watch how quickly it like made the bows. That's amazing. Yeah, that was, that was my highlight. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> so if you're ever in Kansas city, it is I a cool town. Will have to, I'm supposed to, I need to go there for work occasionally. Kansas city is a pretty cool town, huh? Well, I have not, I've yet to actually make that trip, but I'm, okay. I need to go there for work occasionally, supposedly. It, yeah, it's family friendly. It's a cool it's a cool city and it's got a lot of it does have quite a few businesses and the Hallmark thing was really impressive. But it's it's a fun town for sure, for sure. So um, you know, maybe somebody needs to put Kansas City on their twenty twenty list for a visit. <clears throat> oh, I, I will definitely be in Kansas City sometime this year. <laughs> Go when it's baseball season and catch the Royals. I, I would I that's 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 on the itinerary. And of course, when we were there, the Chiefs were headed to the Super Bowl, yeah. so everybody was freaking out, which good for them. 
even though I don't like the Chiefs. But hey, you know, good win for them. Good on them. <laughs> uh, right now, this I mean, uh, right now for me, the thing that's most on my mind is that Carolina Duke game from last night. Oh, I didn't even watch that, but I heard things were interesting. It was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I, I'm still recovering from it. <laughs> I need to. I need to get back into my sports habits because they have fallen off by a lot the last two years. So I need to get back into watching my sports like I used to do. So that'll be that'll be a goal this year too. Hey, maybe we, that, we can do it. Uh, so that's been something for me as well. Is I, I yeah. you know, <laughs> I could actually even talk about the time that I did. I tell you about. Well, I, I this is this will be an episode. We will talk about it. But okay. did I tell you? You may not know this. Like you know, I sometimes have issues making friends and stuff like that, um, <laughs> and interacting with people. Did I tell you that I had a post mortem lunch with my boss prior to you? about what I could have done better to like, I guess be more personable. Not that I'm not that the team didn't like me. The team loved me, but like, uh-huh. yeah, it, but it's, it was more like a, it was more like a, we love you, but you're weird. And, you know, <laughs> like that. So I had like a postmortem lunch and I, I, I mean, I think I even asked, what can I before do before or after you left? Uh, after, after. Okay. 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 I'm like, what could I have done to like get, you know, more, be more, uh, conversational about football. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just, I, I had that and that, that was awkward and it didn't work. <laughs> okay. I definitely want to talk about, because first of all, I think that's amazing that you went back and asked the question. A lot of people, it's like, when you're gone, it's like deuces, unless you have a, you know, a, a mentorship or a friendship or whatever with, I had, I had an I, interesting, but. you know, this, I had an interesting relationship with my prior boss. Yeah. It was, it was, Awkward and very, it was awkward, mutually respectful, sometimes yes. confrontational. Yes. And uh, I was oftentimes not the best employee. I, well, I think it, yeah. I mean, we all have our stuff, but so you, one of our friends, our mutual friend Allison, we were talking about some stuff uh, this week, in fact, about, you know, now that we don't work together, all of us, like our different experiences with the leaders. Prior to when we came together as a team and worked and after and we've all moved to different companies and things like that. But she said something that I, I'm going to write down and keep for when we have this conversation, because I think it it was very it was a good, very good point. But it's we people struggle with it, which is we want people to be a certain way or we want to have some commonality around our employees or basic you know, they say expectations, all that kind of stuff. But the thing that people want to label as weird or different or immature, or you just pick whatever term somebody might label it, like maybe the thing you need to let them be the most of to be exceptional, ex- exceptional at their job, right? And if you stifle it too much or you try to keep that as the thing that's holding them back or label them in other ways, like... Are you doing? Are you allowing them to be the best for you, vice versa? So it was very interesting you put that up. So I do. I think this is a good topic for us to go over at some point because it's as a leader too. I see where I struggle. Like <laughs> she used to always say, "I thanks for handling me," <laughs> and mm. and what she meant was I would I would position or say or look or do something in a way to shut down something that I didn't think was maybe me like beneficial for her with whoever she was in the room with or whatever. 
And I've thought about like that feedback from a lot of people. And I see when I do it and I think I'm doing it in the best interest of the person. You do it. And and I, yeah, see, I did it with you, right? <laughs> and it's not that I'm handling them to make them not be themselves as I, as I think I'm protecting them or trying to make sure that they don't hurt themselves when the image of the person in the room, like all that kind of stuff was in my head at that time as I continued to learn as a leader. But um, now I'm very mindful of when I start to do those things or I think I need to groom somebody in a certain way. Am I, am I grooming, coaching, mentoring, whatever room word you want to use based on what you're trying to help them accomplish? Am I doing it in a way that's authentic to them? Or am I doing it in a way that's authentic to the culture that they can grow within the culture versus them being themselves? So I think that's a good topic. I like it because being weird, I be weird. I love it. Be weird. Normal's boring. <laughs> Normal is boring. It really is. <laughs> and when you work with the same type of people, you don't learn anything. Yeah, Just saying. That's true. <laughs> for real, for real. Because if you think about our team, we had we had a very diverse team. The way people thought worked all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So and that's what made us good, I think. I think so. But I'm biased. So uh, you should be. <laughs> All right, Kilbs. Well, so are we, is our intent to try and do every other week again? Uh, Wendy, yes, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't think we should promise anything. Okay, and if people no don't promise. expect it, it's a surprise. There you go. Let us brighten your week with a new episode of How Was Your Weekend? <laughs> cool. We'll do that. We'll, okay, that so, sounds good. We'll we'll play it by by the seat of our pants. Yeah, I, that, that my pants have a seat and we will play it there. <laughs> Okay, that sounds good. All right, Brian, it was great catching up. See you later, Wendy. Have a good one. Later. You've been listening to How Was Your Weekend with Wendy and Brian. Look for updates at facebook.com slash weekendpodcast or go to briankilby.com. 